Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahaman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And today's show, um, I'm actually, I'm dedicating it to the memory of Dan Richard, a keeper of the rock and roll faith enjoyed by many at the Westview Jam Nights, dancing music that will be sorely missed. May you play in heaven with all your favorite musicians. Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting and knowing Dan Richard. I am sure there are many in the community that knew him a long, uh, a long time that uh, are missing him greatly. Anyway, yeah. So, welcome to you, the listener, and to Jill. Do we have sound? I think so. Yes, we do. Wow. Even with Mercury stationing today. Ah. I can't believe it. We're on track. Yay. Okay, so today is all about the upcoming June forecast, but there are a few precursors, like we just had an eclipse, uh, and like I said, Mercury is stationing today. Um, Jupiter is moving slowly without Saturn stepping on it. Hope seems more realistic. We hope. Do you agree? (laughs) That it might be, yeah, like Jupiter is a little happier in his own sign without Saturn to rain on his parade. Yeah. 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 And some people might still be feeling the effects of that eclipse. Oh, yeah, because that uh, with Jupiter in Pisces, that whole mutable axis is um, energized. Yeah. Yeah. So with the Mercury RX, to keep in mind, it is in air signs, so it's in Gemini. So communication snafus, um, conversations which seem misaligned. So do pause and work at getting them back on track. Uh, Messaging can also be suspect and not taken as intended. And we will talk a little bit more about this because Mercury is in a cozy square with Neptune. And um, yeah, so that is coloring this whole next month, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. Now with the eclipses, uh, I know in my own personal life, uh, they straddle the third, ninth house. And so with the North Node in the third house, it's, I'm just realizing for the next month, I'm gonna be making fairy trips almost every, well, I will be every week. Oh dear. <laughs> and so how is the eclipse affecting your life, dear? I'm hitting my uh, second eighth, I believe, mostly in the eighth, the Gemini planets are ah. house, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. have you noticed an increase in joint activities or money yeah. flowing your way? Not so far. Darn, <laughs> darn. <laughs> But then we just had the eclipse. That's true. That's true. And there is another one coming. Yes, yes. 
Okay, so, and uh, the other note that I wanted to make is about the fact that with Jupiter's, um, so Jupiter will be leaving Pisces again, but it will be coming back again uh, at the end of the year. And uh, because Jupiter usually spends about a year in total in a sign. Um, And so obviously Jupiter is hanging out with its modern day ruler, Neptune. And so how to think about that. So if, as they are now, they're separated by over 20, well, not quite 20 degrees, but close. Okay, so they're housemates. They're in, and this is from a a whole sign house perspective. Um, But once they get to within six degrees, some would consider that in the same room, And if it's within three degrees, which they will conjoin next year, then that means they're sleeping in the same bed. And so just to kind of give you a a template for understanding just how how much impact the two of them are having on each other. Uh, Yeah, yeah, just a way of looking at that. How would you see those two together? She's contemplating. Sorry, I I missed the first part of that. Okay, Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. Oh, yeah, Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. Well, I think Jupiter and Neptune are both very comfortable in Pisces. Yes, they are. So I think Jupiter might bring some more philosophical and more of a framework maybe to, to Neptune. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and it can be, how does this sound? The funnel for which Neptunian energy gets brought into Earth. Well, I think, and also, you know, Neptune is kind of phlegmatic. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. It's enclosed like the ocean, I think, and and hard to pin down. Yeah. Jupiter, I think, has more clarity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, it wants to put it into a it, it, tome it tends, of, of uh, yeah, like a collective work of it means this. Well, and, it, and it's, it's, you know, it's like aiming its arrow at the target kind of thing, you know, I think. Yeah, whereas I, Neptune has no target. No, no, Neptune's all over the map, and I think Jupiter. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay. can bring them out, you know, in a way. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I think maybe a philosophical framework and a... Yes, yeah. Understanding, because that's one of the key words for Sagittarius, is understanding, right? Yeah. And so I think it can, yeah, maybe combine that with the spiritual aspect of, of Neptune, because I think they can both yeah. be spiritual, but but Jupiter has more... More of the Earth plane. Yeah. And also, I think with the Piscean connection, it is, you know, it's like the brotherhood of man on an emotional level. And and optimism. Yeah. And, you know, the spirit spirit of optimism and and looking ahead and and actually having a vision for what lies ahead, whereas Neptune is just kind of whatever. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's all good, isn't it? Well, it is, and ultimately, it is. Yes, yes, but yes. It's for us, it, human beings. We, we like to separate we out. Like to have, we like to yeah. have a sense of, of of the vision of what what the road ahead looks like. Yes, we do. 
I don't know. I mean, that yeah. to me, comes to mind for me for that. Is, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That, yeah. And, so yeah. the the one group that I listened to, um, they were thinking that uh, that combination, um, uh, especially as it is, you know, it's ruled by the Mercury and that Jupiter, the eclipses, um, that we're getting like things like Zoom fatigue um, uh, and the whole news cycle nonsense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so well, pulling yeah. pulling that the Virgo Pisces axis into the the eclipse cycle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that the fact that it does rule that uh, part of the the, the eclipse, eclipses. Yeah. The lunar eclipse. Yeah. Um, that it's uh, it sort of powers it up and it's it's going to go stationary itself. Yes. It's yeah. Station yeah. itself. So it's yes. not going very far into Pisces this no. time. No, it's no, no, it isn't. It's toes in and letting letting Neptune know I'm coming. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah. So just prepared. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. It's yeah. got to it's got to go back and get another hit of, of Aquarian energy for no oh, for some bizarre reason. But anyway, I, I, well, I, Aquarians I, are going to appreciate I, it. But I think I think that kind of brings that part of that clarity yes oh yeah yeah that's a very clear oh it's got to back up into Aquarius to get a little bit more of the clarity of a vision of of where it wants to go maybe yes yeah which that would be useful (laughs) okay so June so I'm going to go through basically in calendar order Um, And our first sort of moment is one that, given the huge backdrop of Uranus square Saturn, there is this gentleness lurking and poking out every once in a while, and it is going to be encouraged with Venus's ingress into Cancer on June the 2nd. Um, And so that will give us Jupiter in Pisces, uh, Venus in Cancer and Mars in Cancer. And um, until Mars catches up to Pluto, you know, we've got this little bit of emotional relief from the tension of the big looming square between Uranus and Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. So this Cancer stuff trines the Jupiter, Neptune, and Pisces. Um, so remember, romance, not glamour. Um, you always want to peek under the hood <laughs> whenever Pisces is involved. Um, but the amount of spiritual solace and support for healing with, you know, these four guys all hanging out in a nice trine together. Yeah, there's got to be, you know, there's this looming tension and and revelations and explosive whatever and yeah um, structures that are shifting and then over here over here (laughs) there's a little bit of gentleness which Uh yeah yeah would you agree yeah and and um, Mars is going to square Chiron as well which is an Aries so that speaks to healing as well. Yes, 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 it does. 
Okay, so on June the 3rd, we have the Sun in Gemini, then trines that stationed Saturn. Um, while at the same time, Venus in Cancer trines that Jupiter. Okay, a day that can speak to reckoning with uh, Mercury uh, um, retrograde, double speak can also be afoot. And this is just my take on this combination. Saturn's reality and the status quo will be pushing back hard. What do you think of this well, little I combo? Think also, also, Mercury, and when it's retrograde, it's a good time to do lots of research, look into what's really going on. And, right, yeah. You know, not, not accept anything at face value, not just take what you've been told as truth. Yeah. And take a good good look at it dig dig into it because that's yeah and especially with with saturn still sort of stalled out where uh, where something has dug its heels in yeah right. yeah saturn, like really saturn, start to question that <laughs> yeah and saturn is is you know sort of that consensus reality based on the five senses which is not necessarily what's real yeah so yeah. i think you know there's lots you know this is a good time to ask lots of questions and really do your own research, not just, you know, take what experts say, because that's, that's Saturn, right? Yes, exactly. You have to believe me. Well, no, there's lots of experts that have differing opinions. So let's listen to all like, of them. It's Gemini, right? Let's listen yeah. to all sides. Exactly. And there's a lot yeah. of censorship going on. Well, why is there a lot of censorship going on? What don't they want us to see? Yeah. Right? What yes. don't they want us to hear? So that's the place to look because if they don't want you to look there, why don't they? Yes. <laughs> right? So yeah. I think that's, I think for me, that's what this Mercury retrograde is about. Yes. Being Especially in, as it's tied in with eclipses because it's in Gemini. Yeah. Being in Gemini. Yeah. It's, it's, yep. it's like get your curiosity going. Like if you're being told something and it doesn't sit right with your gut, then check into it. Or, or if it doesn't, you know, if there's some information that was there yesterday and it's gone today, <laughs> maybe there's a reason it's gone away. Why did it go away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my, my take on that. Yes. Okay. So on June the 5th, that uh, retrograding uh, Mercury uh, squares that Neptune in Pisces. So I mean, these two, because Mercury is also retrograde and Neptune is slowly approaching his stationary point, um, mm. these two pretty much for most of the month are in a square aspect. Now, there are bonus points to this um, for those who uh, can open to... Um, and this is going to sound like really woohoo and new agey and all the rest of it, but it actually is this word that makes the most sense to me, can literally channel in Neptune. Now, when you take that high of vibration and you pull it in through a flawed vehicle, because, you know, we all try, but <laughs> none of us are no. all that great, but, but still, yes. there is the ability to bring that in. Yeah. yeah, and it's less that we're flawed than that we are, we're programmed with our beliefs. Yes, yeah. Very, very yeah, yeah, and yeah, we, we're, we grew up in a certain soup, and, yeah, and it's, it's hard, hard to, to see. When you have a, a set belief, if yeah. you truly believe it in your, like, 
for generations even. Yes. Oh, and yeah. It's very hard to change that even with the most rigorous logic and reason because... Yeah, it's, it's, in, it's almost in your DNA. Well, they're actually saying that, for instance, trauma can be passed on. It is. I yeah, agree. Uh, there's a name for that. What's the name for that? There's a it's, name for that. It's epigenetics. Epigenetics, yes. Yeah, yeah. so it's, we have our genetics, but, on, but the genetics are le the least important part. It's, the, it's what's imprinted on yes. that yeah. code. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the experiences. I mean, some people, if you believe in past lives, then it can be past life stuff. Yeah. But it, it's, a lot of it's inherited, and yeah. it can go back many generations. Many generations. I have clients where, you know, it's like, well, seven generations back, this grandmother was, you know... You know, it could be a famine or it could be yep. any kind of thing. And that's affecting the individual yep. now because it left an imprint. That, yes. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't worked itself through and released. Well, and, and this is the other thing with this Mercury and Gemini is to realize that we don't know. We There's more we don't know than we do. You yes. Know, I mean, that so-called experts and scientists and whatever can come out with, well, we figured <laughs> this out for sure. No. 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 <laughs> science is ever settled because science is the exploration of what what it is and, yeah, and yeah. asking questions not saying okay we've got all the answers right yeah so when you get science that says well we we know it all now then you got to say no i don't think so yeah yeah <laughs> so there's this is a complex way more complex yes system yeah and and, and the awareness isn't just on the five senses no, no, no. So it when you, especially with Mercury and Gemini, which would normally directly relate to the five physical senses um, and dexterity and learning language and all the rest of it, language being really important, and but system. and the nervous system, and then you, you bring in the Neptune piece, then that offers the opportunity for changing conscious levels right so mercury being able to possibly roam on other uh dimensional planes that's a possibility with this square um and you know the so there's from a spiritual point of view i would recommend those who are thus inclined that this month is and the planet needs it god only knows we need it um you know that 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 funneling effect, you know, to bring that energy yeah. through yeah. is, please, 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 if that is your shtick, then um, take advantage of this month to do that. Well, and, yeah. and you were talking about Jupiter earlier, and I think Jupiter is sort of, it's, Mercury's our everyday thinking, and Jupiter is the more, is the higher thinking, right? Yeah. More expanded thinking. Yeah. So yeah. you've got both of those in a sense, yeah. influenced by Neptune, right? Yeah. And, and ultimate, and Neptune's in its own sign. Yes, so it's very happy. It, it, um, it has its most affinity there, yep. And essentially, I think I've said this before, Neptune is that other reality. It is the spiritual reality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're tapped into the five senses reality, but the, the Neptune reality actually... Is Supersedes it, or... Or it encompasses what we think is reality. Because, because we are vibration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you if you go deep enough on the macro level, um, then it's just 
all energy and it can exist in more than one place at one time yeah, and absolutely. yeah it's, you know yeah. again we, you know there's, <laughs> there's a lot of space here well everywhere <laughs> yeah everywhere. well yeah 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 the table you think is solid is not solid yeah it, yeah it felt, you know it got electrons repelling electrons so it appears solid again <laughs> yeah know, yeah yeah like it's that, yeah that's energy and energy you know is electromagnetic and we all have too much electromagnetic energy interfering with our own yes yeah systems, which is causing health problems for a lot of people but and contributing to health problems oh, for a lot of yeah people. we we yeah anyway so oh, paradise yeah. lost here we come okay so thing is is essential it yeah. is fundamental well yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so there is a downside, though, to Neptune-Mercury, because Neptune energy can, in the wrong vessel, oh dear, yes, it can lead people astray. Um, they don't always mix in, in sort of beneficial ways. Um, and so, you know, um, hackers can have a field day with this particular energy, um, advertising companies can have a field day with this uh, spin of whoever you want, you know, on any side of any argument um, can take advantage of this energy in not a good way. Um, and because Mercury is still retrograde uh, during this square, yeah, um, negotiations and the final signing on the dotted line should really wait until these two separate and Mercury goes direct, I yeah, would say. Yeah, that sort of goes back to what I was saying about asking questions. Like yes, yeah, this is the question time, not the answer time. The downside of Neptune, the, the negative side, if it's being used in a negative way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's deceit. It's yeah. Lying. Oh, yeah. It's so glamour. Glamour. Questioning what is true is is yeah. paramount right now, especially with the retrograde. It's like, yeah. let me go within and question within. Does this feel right to me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Using your intuition, because that's the upside of Neptune, and yeah. that's from inside. That's you're not going to get that from outside sources. No. Exactly. Okay, so we've almost, oh, we're a little past the halfway point, so we best speed it up a little bit. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I am going to share my screen. If, oh, what happened? Oh, there it is. Whew. Oh. Okay, so um, this first, uh, okay, so for folks that are listening, if you go to my website, cardinalastrology.ca, click on the radio tab and episode 84, you too can pull up the map that is going to be shown on the YouTube version of this. Um, and it will be, um, the first map that's up is of the solar, uh, annual, 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 annular. thank you, <laughs> solar eclipse at 19 degrees of Gemini. So obviously if you have 19 degrees prominent in uh, mutable signs, you will definitely be feeling this eclipse. Uh, it's obviously a new moon and it is going to be stimulating on the nervous system. Why? Because Mercury is also conjunct this eclipse. Um, and so, you know, uh, feeling like you've drank 47 cups of coffee in a half hour uh, and you're not going to sleep. Um, 
yeah, those can be like really specific effects of something like this. And of course, it is close enough to that Neptune um, that that energy is going to likely get pulled into this eclipse as well. Now, what I, okay, so here are some of the options. Uh, so just remember, overstimulation of nervous system, but really deep fundamental as in matrix code rethink. A bit much, much more socialization. What now with the vaccine rollout? Okay, so there will be scenarios where it's starting to open up. The hunger for socialization may create a logjam. That's okay. These are, I'm taking some of these quotes straight from uh, the June forecast that Chris uh, Brennan, Austin Kopic, um, and oh, I should remember the lady's name and I don't. Anyway, um, yeah, I just thought that particular picture of it made the most sense. Jill, what would you like to add to this? Well, <laughs> we've got such a package of uh, with the mer that Mercury conjunct that yes eclipse um, yeah yeah and it's 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 powerful eclipse so yeah it's really highlighting that square we were talking about yep yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like the idea of a matrix code rethink like. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. that's sort of the collective, what we've all agreed upon. Maybe we need to rethink that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. Think so. And it, it's widely trining that Saturn and, and Aquarius. Yeah. 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 So we need to, we need to rethink our reality. Yes, exactly. Just that's a simple thing, right? We can just get right on that. Yeah, yeah, but again, it's it's we need to, and it's closer to the the, uh, the square with Neptune. So we yes. need to look at what have we been told? What are you know? What is yeah. the reality that we're being given? And yeah, let's just uh, as I said before, question it deeply. Yeah, deeply. Got this energy yeah. because it, that's what it's saying. You know. Yeah. So the. So the other piece that I wanted to add for those about eclipses, so the North Node, which is where this eclipse is happening, um, it expands things, right? Whereas the South Node represents a contraction of things. Yeah, and, so depending on the houses that the eclipse straddles in your chart, so, you know, you can look at the Sag side as um, contracting and the Gemini side as expanding. Yeah, and, and to some extent, I think it's also about the North Node being where we need to go, mm -hmm. and the South Node being the stuff we need to let go of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think so. And and of course, this is just a few days before that exact square. Yes, yes. But we have we have another little uh, blip that's going to contribute to that big ugly and Jupiter will be stationing soon yeah too. yeah so well, what we get next on June the 11th so this is literally the day after the eclipse is Mars bids farewell okay he's been in an opposition and that opposition um, happened just before the start of the month uh, with Pluto but he hung in there for the eclipse. But he hung in there for the eclipse. He so didn't. He didn't pull in that 
the the Uranus Saturn square. Yeah, yeah. I think that tells us something too. It's like, yeah, this is this adds a huge amount of power to that eclipse. Yes, yes, it does. Okay, so now he pulls into Leo and he goes, "Oh, look, there's a fight brewing." <laughs> And I love a good fight. Okay, so uh, power struggles to tension breaker as he forms, as he contributes to creating a perfect, well, not a perfect T-square, but eventually he does. By the end of the month, he does make the T-square to Uranus-Saturn. So, um, yeah, that tension part is going to start to get loud and proud. Okay, then on June the 12th, just so that... Interesting that that follows. Yes. The last aspect being the opposition to Pluto. It is. It is. Like you were talking about digging up when we were... Yes, well, we'll we'll come to that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of that. Yes, exactly. Okay, so on June 12th, uh, Venus uh, sextiles Uranus, uh, surprise, possibly a relationship moment support for the planet, a moment when the future values are on display. Yeah, n- uh, likely going to go amiss for most people just because of the building of the tension of the square, but you never know. Well, um, it, it brings in a, you know element of the peacekeeper of venus too. yes yes which just, we might need <laughs> she's, she's liking uranus the uranus end more than the saturn end though. yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly okay so june 13th the sun in gemini which she he is still in will square neptune and pisces uh the collective cosmic energy bleed through possibly yeah, well, hopefully. Still squaring. Yeah, so. so yeah, the sun joins. Okay, so then, da 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 da, drum roll. We get the second exact square on June the 14th of uh, Uranus. And so it is Uranus that is forming the square, whereas the one that happened in February, Saturn was catching up to Uranus, but then Saturn stationed and slowed right down. It's still at the stationing degree of 13. But Uranus hasn't. So Uranus has approached Saturn rather than the other way. Yeah, it's kind of, I think they call it a mutual application. They're moving yeah. towards the aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, yeah and, so. And I mean, it's not like we won't have been feeling that. Oh, yeah, for a while. while. Or all year. And for that matter, while Saturn remains in Aquarius, which is up until 2023, early in 2023 it leaves, um, whereas Uranus does not leave Taurus for quite a while yet. So the energy of this year will continue to percolate for... Oh, yeah. 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 These two yeah. are vibrating a, a very powerful yeah. clash of the titans kind of thing. Exactly. So Saturn being a titan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, and so... Uh, you know, the whole year is about yeah. this is this is like last year was all the Jupiter Saturn Pluto stuff. Yeah. And this it, year is the Saturn Uranus. I think Pluto brings stuff up from the, the dregs, you know, right yeah. down from the bottom. And now this is like, okay, now we need to blow some of it up and Yes. <laughs> yes. And sweep it away and start something fresh. And, exactly. Yeah. So if you have twelve degrees 
13 degrees, and I would care to say even 14 degrees of fixed signs in your chart. Yeah. You are, <laughs> and, and Jill goes, oh, why does that have to be me? Okay, you are literally, this is the way I picture this kind of stuff, is people who have those degrees prominent. You are literally, this energy is moving through you and making the changes that need to happen in the world, for better yeah. or for worse, so... Yeah. 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 And yeah. As somebody with my son at 12 degrees in Aquarius. <laughs> yes. Huh? Yeah. 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 No. You're doing your bit. Yes. It's the great awakener. So it's about being awake to questioning, as I was saying, yeah. the thing. You know, it's all about interrogating that Saturnian reality that they yes. yeah. convince is real. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So some other themes you can think of. Uh, so it's like the flash mob type energy, but it's restructuring the status quo, aka GameStop, you know, where the collective, not the big power players on the stock market, where the collective of just regular Joe came in and shifted something, okay? Yeah. The common man sees its power in action. And again, that follows the, the, the Mars-Pluto opposition, because the yeah. Pluto is the masses right yeah yeah so they've been activated mars is, has come along going okay let's set this one off yeah and, and yeah. so that's contributing even though it's not aspecting these yes. two um, okay so we also get group think Okay, that's possible in this. It's also very, um, some astrologers are saying it's kind of reminding them of the French Revolution, where the revolution is coming from the ground up, not from the top down. Matter of fact, the top down wants to stop it in its tracks, if it could, which, I don't, which <laughs> I don't think it can. So we've got labor organized, um, sort of like that Amazon effect. And right now in the States, the folks were commenting on the fact that low-wage jobs are not being filled. People are saying, no, if you can't give me a living wage, I'm not going to do it. Um, the other thing is that what is work is being questioned, where people were able to start working from home, and now they're supposedly supposed to be called back to the office, and they're going, no. And part of that is this whole stopping of the system for a year with the pandemic has given people a chance to rethink what's what should my priorities be? Should it be that nose to the grindstone, make the money, um, you know, get on that um, capitalist bandwagon, or maybe I want to just spend time with my family? Yay! Well, yeah, the other piece of this that that isn't being shown in the mainstream media is that there are huge, huge, huge rallies and protests going on almost every week now. I mean, you've had a million people walking and marching in the streets of London. That nobody sees that on the mainstream media. So, as I was talking about the censorship earlier, so there is a pushback. There's a huge pushback around the world that most people aren't seeing. Yeah, uh, but the stop also has given people a chance to see the world in a different way mm -hmm. yeah which is really and good up, and to wake up to yeah who's controlling what what we've been told yeah I, I was just noticing that oh that would be locational never mind okay I was gonna say the uranus conjunct the uh, part of fortune but yeah 
It has to do with where you set the chart. Exactly. Okay. So um, the piece that I wanted to bring up, and we still have quite a bit to go through, so we're at 23 minutes. So the last piece I want to bring up about this uh, square is here in Canada, we have been brought up short by the detection of 250 plus children's body by ground radar, Uranus in Taurus, laying bare the systemic barbarism of colonization. May humanity never go down this road again, and may every child be properly remembered and honored. Yeah. And that was happening when Mars was opposing Pluto. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so expect that uh, the um, inflammation of this uh, Saturn-Uranus square will reach a peak just into the first week of July because that's when that Mars and Leo will catch up and actually complete the T-square. Okay. Now, as a timeout, I'm going to switch our view now and bring in the solstice, which for some is usually a point of celebration. Summer solstice, heralding the beginning of summer. So that's when the sun uh, hits zero degrees of cancer. And the chart for Powell River, I just want to point out that it puts that Jupiter in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces in the fourth house so it's it goes exact at 8 what does that say 8:32 p.m. so an evening ritual on the money I would do it right by the ocean which of course we can do here in Powell River um, because Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces that just says <laughs> um, you know come to the ocean the moon is in Scorpio so it could be a very profound um, exercise to do a ritual on June the 20th for the uh, summer solstice yeah Uh yeah yeah Yeah. it's quite lovely actually okay energetic bliss connections are possible the mind is stationing so that's another thing that's happening Um, yeah because mercury actually stations on the 22nd so he's pretty much come to a stop for the solstice Um, and return just so that you know the next uh, aspect that we have is the June 22nd Mercury station at 16 degrees of Gemini and I always see that station to turn direct as the return to normal programming whatever that is (laughs) which it won't be the same after that square I'm sure yeah no yeah yeah, there's lots going on in this chart too yeah yeah there is coming off yeah 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 because it's coming off that square square. yeah and and yeah and actually mars is already getting in spitting distance it is it is totally cross when at the at the solstice yeah yeah so the yeah that watery trine that's happening uh it needs to be invoked to help with that uh powerful t-square that's forming yeah, to smooth the way because, you know, absolute and destruction might get us where we need to go, but we want a few of us to make it through. <laughs> Venus is adding to the watery thing, but, uh, yeah. but it's, 
it's um, trining Neptune and exactly exactly no it's this is for a ritual moment this is amazing um, to counter the t-square of the fixed signs yeah 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 Okay, we do have uh, a full moon. Um, This is just kind of your plain Jane full full moon. It's in Capricorn. Uh, It occurs on uh, June the 24th. uh, And I've mentioned Jupiter is, oh, because Jupiter is stationing, I think. No, Neptune is stationing. Did Jupiter already? Yeah, Jupiter's already. Yeah, Jupiter had stationed with the sun ingress yeah Yeah. and so now for the full moon we have uh neptune is about to station it it stations the next day yeah so the full moon is at three degrees of capricorn um yeah again some of that energy from the um solstice is still available well, and Mars is moving ever closer to yes, the... Yes, yes, it is. ...of that Saturn Uranus. So it's, it's been built, it's building. It is building. It is totally and, building. And yeah. even if it's a plain Jane and full moon, it, full moons are an intense vacation of energy because there's yes. a tension yeah. between the sun and moon. And yeah, so the... the um, it, yeah, that full moon, although it doesn't directly trine Uranus it is in the same element um yeah and because the moon is in Capricorn it it takes its hat off to Saturn as well so yeah it's in the same sign as Pluto yeah yeah so this is likely not going to be I was hoping for more of a plain Jane but it isn't she's right it's not going to be (laughs) but, but the nice thing there in in terms of that triggering that square is that that um chiron is actually oh yeah 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 trining chiron right yeah chiron's actually bringing some healing out of this that would be good that would be really good yeah 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 um and the other thing to look out for too is venus is um just past its opposition to Pluto and so some players will be probably surfacing um, unfortunately on both sides of any equation uh, but they will be powerful figures um, and that moon and Capricorn will reveal who they are I suspect mm-hmm. yeah yeah although with Venus and Cancer they'll be a bit vulnerable but uh, you do have the, the sex dial and trying to Jupiter as well yes Yes, you do. From the full moon. So, yep. you know, it's the optimism and healing and, uh, you know, that can come out of this upheaval and turmoil. And yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, I sped us up and now we got lots of time. <laughs> it's hard well, to judge these things, we but we're not finished yet. We still have a few more things. <laughs> okay. So, um, obviously, with Neptune stationing at 23 degrees of Pisces, deep spiritual moment, um, 
or disappointment, right? That's possible too. Uh, the sun is, uh, okay, so what I looked at is that 23 degrees and at the moment of the station, was there a midpoint? And there was, okay. So uh, sun uh, north node is at the midpoint of Neptune. Okay, so that was this deep spiritual moment or disappointment. By stars, it is connected with the love of movement, and by um, uh, asteroid, it is um, connected with Pandora. Um, and so with Pandora, it is what is plaguing people, okay? Uh-huh. What plagues people, yeah. Interesting, given well, our I, backdrop I, I, of a pandemic. When they opened Pandora's box, they let out hope. Yes, yes, which is a good thing. But they also yeah. let out a whole bunch of other crap, apparently. Well, they did, but, yeah. <laughs> but again, going back to Jupiter, Jupiter yes. is yeah. optimistic. Oh, there is hope. Yeah. And, and also, Venus has, is just coming off the uh, trying to to uh, Pisces, to uh, Neptune there. Yes, yeah. So, you know, there's been that that nice energy yes there has there has so whenever you need to retreat from that huge stressor that is saturn uranus you're going to head to cancer pisces style activities and energy get wet get in the ocean or have a epsom salts bath or yeah just to soothe yeah but do it before june the 26th because then venus goes into leo and so she joins mars in creating more tension for that Saturn-Uranus fixed T-square. So unresolved tensions in alliances, partnerships, relationships will begin to come to a head. Take special note on July the 13th when Venus-Mars conjuncts in exact sextile to within a minute of arc, okay, to the solar eclipse degree in June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is kind of like one of the astrologers on that podcast that I listened to. She spotted that, and I'm like, whoa. Well, okay. that's something we, we often don't talk about is that when you have an eclipse or something like that, it sets up a vibration that yes. is it plays out. I mean, it, it doesn't stop. Yeah, it highlights that. Deg- so when something else yeah. triggers that degree. Degree. Yeah. It's bringing up that, that potent energy from that eclipse. And, exactly. And, you know, that happens with all sorts of things, you know. Yeah. So, but we, you know, there's so much to look at elsewhere that we often miss that piece. And yes. I guess, you know, that can be very important. Too. It can. So one of the things that popped to my mind is people on the hot seat, right? With it being Venus, Mars, in Leo, in that square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a split between good times and tense stress. And so it's going to be really important to stay well hydrated during the month of June. Um, Yeah, Uh, what other tips would you give? We have 12 minutes. We can wax eloquently on this. (laughs) Sorry for speeding us up, but I was thinking, oh, my God, we've only got whatever. Anyway. Well, you know, it's recognizing that, you know, the, the Saturn-Uranus stuff is, is happening sort of globally. It's, yes. 
yeah. It's more big picture stuff. It's our, it's our background. Of yeah. Unless you process. happen to be one of the people who it's working its way through. Yeah. 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 And so the rest of us bystanders get to be just that. And, 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 but if it actually aspects your natal chart, yeah. you're, you're part of that in yeah. a bigger way. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I, I often, the analogy that I, that I, use is you know you're sort of normally we're all shuffling along together and you're somewhere in the herd right yeah. and then a big powerful transit picks you out shuffles you to the very front of the line so now you're at the front <laughs> and yeah. everybody else is behind you <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah and it'll and, feel that way too right well, yeah and i think in 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 case of my own personal chart I was coming off a couple of years of Uranus backing and forthing on my moon. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Direct so, hit. Direct uh, hit. Saturn came along, squared my moon, and now they're activating the sun. So it's, you know, taking it from the subconscious stuff to the conscious stuff and more active and more. Yes. More participating in the. The, the change. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And being an Aquarian. I'm I'm on Uranus's side. Yes, <laughs> sure of, of, of Capricornian energy, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drawing the line in the sand and going, wait a minute, I don't agree. I'm not just going to buy that Leo story. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Past year and a half has given me lots of time to do digging in and researching and questioning and looking at what's going on. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Excellent. And Uranus on my moon had prompted me to do that. So <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> yeah. And this, this uh, full moon is going to activate my, my um, Venus Chiron, I guess, because it's within a few degrees of that. Yeah, yeah. Which also activates my Jupiter-Saturn oppositions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know for myself, although I have a ton of fixed energy in my chart, uh, not at these particular degrees. And um, yeah. But what I do have is Pluto grinding away on my north node. Right. Um, and um, I can't say that I've truly got the message I don't think I have yet um, yeah. but it's I guess it's trying to get because that's way up in my 10th house and so you know yeah. in theory it's you know what I'm supposed to be known for or you know my what I do out in the world and you know what's been interesting for me in this year is the greater and greater acceptance of of just doing what I feel is the responsible thing and whether or not I get any allocate um allocates is that the word um accolades that's the word is kind of completely irrelevant um oh, yeah, yeah no, like that's that's becoming more yourself right yeah yeah exactly and so um you know just here yesterday i i have um i'm at the age where you know getting moving stuff along so that it finds a home where it's going to actually be useful um, has become something that I'm doing. And um, so I had this box of, 
you know, accumulated French as a second language, which I was going to try to learn, um, which was unfortunately rather unsuccessful, but um, maybe in my next life, I hope. Um, anyway, um, I didn't want it to go in the landfill, and yet every secondhand bookstore said no. All the secondhand stores in Powell River said no. I went over to uh, the other side, uh, and again, I got told no. And I'm I'm in a secondhand store, and I'm you know I I secondhand store shop because I like the idea of upcycling, and um, and it's what I can afford. <laughs> That's the other side of it, right? Anyway, so I'm cruising through, you know, a garment rack, and there on the other side of the rack is this woman, and I spot the word French on a book she's holding. And so just as a lark, because I have Aries Rising and I can blurt easily to anybody at any time, um, I said, are you looking for French language books because you're learning French? And she went, yes, do you have any? And I went, I have, I have such a gift for you. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, she was delighted. I was thrilled that it's not going into the landfill. Yeah. Well, I think, too, that that, that, that North Node is a connection point. I mean, yes. those yeah. are about connection as well with yes. others, yeah. particularly the North Node. So beneficial yes. connections and things that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, for me, the Pluto has been, is sort of starting, has started grinding way on my Mercury, uh-huh. And, and in this this full moon chart, I've got you've got the Venus opposition, which is yes. triggering that, and and Jupiter, which stationed on my North Node. So I've got the North. Ah, node. so your North Node's being activated as well. Yeah. So yeah. lots of lots of the stuff being activated for me. In yeah. This, yeah. And you know the previous stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I'm a week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, what's what's also interesting about us digressing and talking about our own charts is that this is one of the ways that a person can, um, you know, sort of look into what the heck is going on in my life, especially yeah. when it feels like it's bigger than just you. And I remember back in the day when I, you know, was seeing lots of clients that that was pretty much what brought them in at that time now apparently out there in the world of astrology now there are people who just come without any particular push are just curious um i don't know with aries rising and just a way bunch of scorpio stuff people don't people like that don't come to see me <laughs> no well, people are looking for answers yeah and and you will yeah, and you will need to be very cognizant of who you go to, like, um, because not every astrologer, psychic, card reader, you no, know. You um, have to resonate with the Yes, yeah, resonate is the best way to put it. Yeah. This is all about frequencies. These, yes. are, these represent the frequencies that are us. Yeah. And so if yours yes, are not, that, Oh, I like that. I like if that. If yours are not resonating with the yeah. person consulting, you're not going to get much out of it. It's exactly, not exactly. With you. You're not going to yeah. go, wow, yeah. So, yeah, I love working with people who get it, for one thing, who have a little bit of knowledge or understand. Yeah. That's yeah. always helpful. But even if they don't, 
if that resonance is there, it's yeah. a great sign. Yeah. In other words, not so yeah. much. But yeah. you just, this full moon actually hits, because most of, all of my planets are in, um, in fixed and cardinal, right? Yes, yeah. So Chiron is, as well is on my Jupiter. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And the only, the only mutable I have is, is my north node in Pisces, where Jupiter's <laughs> Where yeah. Jupiter is sitting right now. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> I find that kind of fun. <laughs> yes, yes. And those yeah. kinds of synchronicities happen in everybody's charts from time to time. I'm nodes of trining and sextiling my son, too. Oh, well, there you go. Which is, you know, helpful with that Uranus-Mars thing, or Saturn thing going on. <laughs> one would hope, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, it... it and the hardest chart you're ever going to do is your own. Yes, yeah, because you look at it and you alternately go from, oh, I love this to, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> you know, and it'll also, swing. So it's like you're, uh, you're going to look at it forever because you always see something new. Yes, yeah. Because it's hard to be objective about yourself. <laughs> nah, really? Okay, <laughs> that's true. Okay, so folks, I think what we have kind of together decided for next week um, is that we will uh, take a close look at our neighbor to the south who is because we have a um, we have the possibility of a time chart uh, we will be working with the USA Sibley chart um, that seems to be the most preferred chart although there are other US charts out there but yeah. what is incontrovertible is the fact that they are coming up to their Pluto return. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, yeah. so we're going to spend an episode. Um, we're going to look at some solar return charts for them. We're going to look at um, just the chart itself. And um, yeah, what... Um, what is the U.S. going to look like a few years from now? Because, of course, a Pluto transit, this is a 248-year phenomena. Yeah. And uh, so the fact that next year is going to be sort of the apex year doesn't mean <laughs> that well, uh, yeah. all will be revealed I'm next year. Over that for, yeah, for, for a while, yeah. But yeah. also, I think, you know, it's, it's looking at a country as, an, as a collective yes. in, individual. Yeah if you will. Yeah. They have, each country, uh, nation has its own personality. You yes, know? They exactly. Do. Yeah. And that's how we, you know, we look at it in a, yeah, from an astrological point of view. So that is what we have up for next week. And I can see we've just run our time out perfectly. So um, <laughs> a reminder for to see the charts and other episodes. We're on YouTube. Uh, you can go to uh, my uh, my location, which is cardinalastrology.ca, and to hear us again, tune in to 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station, and we will see you, you all next week, and take care, Jill, and we'll talk soon. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye, folks.